A pantser, a plotter, and real talk about the indie author life. If you're ready to get the support you need for your author career and life, join international indie bestseller Angela J. Ford and young adult fantasy author Stephanie Wabwa as they talk about all the things, writing, publishing, and the real life of an indie author. Thanks for tuning in to the Indie Author Lifestyle Show. Together, let's build the writing life you love. Welcome to another episode of the Indie Author Lifestyle Show. This is episode 32, and we are back again to discuss how to develop consistent writing habits. So Stephanie, before we dive in, I would love to know two things. One, what are you working on this week? And then number two, any book recommendations, and this can be fiction or nonfiction, that you would recommend to our listeners. Hello, hello, indie author lifestyle family. It is so good to be back with y'all to talk um, about habits, good ones, and developing them. But in my world, what I'm working on. So I am wrapping up a novel that I've been working on now for several weeks, several weeks now, maybe like a close to over a month, but I don't necessarily think it's been two months, but I've been working on this story. I haven't released a title yet, which is why I'm like dancing around the bush. I haven't revealed the title <laughs> to just about anyone yet, except for like close um, writerly friends. And um, yeah, I'm almost at the end of it. Like as in like, there's only like three or so chapters left that I need to write. And then I am donezo. I am super excited. It is a brand new series it, for those of you who have read Sarah from Falling, which is the prequel. <clears throat> it's a prequel book to the Sarah from Resistance series that I have. This story is not of that. It is a brand new series. It revolves around mages and sirens that are at war with each other. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> and so I'm having fun with that, just developing it. I've actually begun a series Bible for it, which we can do another episode about that, I'm sure, in the future. But I started that series Bible for it so that I can really just clear out my world, break things down, make it really vivid for the readers when I come to publish it. So I'm really happy about that. It's been a lot of fun writing it. Every time I sat down for the most part to write this book, it's been easy to write, which means I know that it's like the story that I need to write for now. So I've been having fun with that. I will be, I'm sure by the next episode, by the time we come back, I'll have revealed the title and I can share it with everyone. <laughs> so that'll be fun, but I haven't revealed the title yet. But yes, you guys know it is about mages and about sirens. It's a young adult fantasy series. Um, this is a slow burn romance series. <clears throat> More epic fantasy than romance, but that's okay. <laughs> But I'm really happy about it. And books to recommend. I've been reading. So first of all, fiction world. Um, you guys know, I can't remember the episode, but you guys know which uh, we have had Jordan Rivet on. She is an indie author. She's a best-selling indie author. She's also a YA author. She lives in Hong Kong and she writes... <clears throat> about uh she a lot of her books are about like elemental powers but also about swords and like see like just dueling and that kind of thing and so i started her uh 
Steel, I believe. Okay. Dance of Steel, I think, uh, is the series. I could be wrong, though. Steel and Fire, I think, is actually the series title, the series name. But um, it starts with the book Duel of Fire. I started, it's a five novel series. It is so good. It is so good. I mean, she was on here talking about like just her writing styles, how she keeps up with multiple series at the same time. And as I'm reading her books, I realize just the discipline she has in writing. It's very evident in her storytelling. It is so well-structured. I mean, like, you know, she took the time to go back to revise very well um, and just make her world very clear for her readers, but also the plot sticks to the main points and she hits the proper beats at the right time. So it's very good. I'm really impressed. I've been enjoying it so much so that I'm already on book four out of five. And I started reading, I think like a week, maybe two ago. So, um, really enjoying that i'm pretty sure i like butchered the series name we will have the correct series name in the show notes but i do believe it is the steel and fire series by jordan rivet very 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 good um so that is my non-fiction i mean that is my fiction recommendation my non-fiction recommendation is build your best writing life by kristen kiefer so very good. I actually just recently started in. She talks about essential strategies for personal writing success. This is for all kinds of writers, whether you're a newbie writer or a veteran writer. Um, it's one of those books that have just different writing strategies, identifying writing success for yourself, um, getting over like writing obstacles. You know, she talks about resistance and that kinds of thing. And so it's really good. I would encourage all of you to grab a copy of Build Your Best Writing Life. Um, it's one of it's kind of like, you know, for all of you who are big magic lovers, this is one of those books like that. You want to have this in your tool belt is specifically for writers. It's very encouraging, but she has a lot of practical steps in there as well for you to curate your best writing life. So that's what I've been digging into fiction and nonfiction wise. And what I've been writing. Quite the mouthful there. <laughs> but what about you, my friend? What have you been writing? What do you have coming out? Because you are forever releasing something new. And <laughs> what are you reading? <laughs> oh my gosh, so much right there. And you hit on so many good things too that got me so excited. Um, let's see. I am with you in the fact that I am wrapping up a story this week. And it's been a little hilarious because I have struggled a little bit with this series. It's called Legend of the Nameless Ones. I am working on the fourth book in this series, which comes out August 21st. And I need to hustle it up, finish the story, and turn it over to my editor for some critiquing and fixing it up. But the thing that really has surprised me with writing this story is that I've enjoyed it so much. I think I got really burnt out with the first three books in this series and writing the characters. And I've realized that after I finish a book, I'll like take a break and have to work on a different project. But this time coming back has been really sweet. It's been awesome. Uh, it's been a lot of fun and the story is just like poured out of me. And I am the kind of writer where I have to like pants my story. And so it's always a little like scary when I start because I'm not sure, like I know what the last chapter is going to be, 
but I didn't know like the climax of the story. And it like came to me halfway through, like once they like got really like to the third act of the story, as insane as that is, like it just hit me. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is how it ends. And I'm just like so blown away and so excited to write. My word count has been like double what it usually is because I'm really excited about it. So that has been awesome. Writing has been awesome. Like the past few weeks has been amazing. And then for what I'm reading, I've been bouncing between it and I usually do bounce in between reading something on craft and then a fiction book. And so my craft book, my nonfiction book that I'm reading is self-editing for fiction authors, just because that is where I'm about to be. I'm going to have about a week where I go through my self-edits. And so as I'm working on the book, I'm making a list of all the things I need to go back through and do. Like there are some capitalization issues. Uh, they're definitely my number one weakness, I think, is repeating myself when it comes to my stories. And so I use Pro Writing Aid to like kind of catch the repeats and echoes. And so I'm going to like go through that very closely to try to make the story stronger by taking out the parts where I'm repeating too many like thoughts and words and feelings um, just to make it different. And the story, it goes by so quickly. I do want people. I don't think there needs to be a lot of repetition, unlike my longer epic fantasies, because people are going to read it so fast. Uh, so that's going to be really helpful. And just reading a book about self-editing just really helps me kind of remind myself um, of what I need to focus on. And the reason I would recommend this book is because if you don't have time to like go through and read all of like the, the chapters and examples and you want something that's a little quicker, they do have the summary of each chapter at the very end. So if you're in a hurry, like me, you can go through and like pick up the summary. But I've been trying to like read a chapter before bed each night just to help myself out. And then for fiction, because I love some fiction. I just finished reading Ink Mage uh, by a guy called Victor. I forget his last name. It starts with a G. But anyway, it will be in the show notes. But uh, it's a story about a duchess. Her um, duchery was taken over by these uh, crazy people. And so she's been going around getting tattoos that give her power and kind of reminds me of like video games and stuff because like she has like these lightning bolts on her ankles and they give her speed so she can run faster than a horse. Anyway, just super cool things like that. But one of the reasons I started reading it, um, not only because I saw it recommended, but also because it has multiple points of view and I'm getting ready to dive into another epic fantasy series with alternating points of views. And so I've been trying to read stuff that is similar to what I'm going to write in the future, just so I can get some good ideals um, and incorporate those. So that is, whew, that was a lot, but that is what I'm working on and reading. And I guess we can dive into our episode. Before we get started talking on today's topic, here's a word about our indie author lifestyle workshops. Workshops are designed for career authors who want in-depth training on certain topics to help you take your career to the next level. Join us each month to dig into writing, publishing, and book marketing strategies for only $27.99. Plus, get access to the exclusive community. Find out our topic of the month by going to IndieAuthorLifestyle.com forward slash workshops. Now back to our episode.
Yeah, no. So I'm excited, y'all, because we are talking about developing good habits, but this has a seasonal touch to it. Because let's just be honest, depending on what season it is, your writing is actually really good or your routine is just horrible. And so um, we will be talking about the summer and we may we might could do another one, you know, at a different season um, specifically for that season. Right. Like developing good habits in winter or something like that. But um, I'm really glad we're talking about this one because I think for some people who have been doing this for so for writers and authors who have been doing this for a very long time, these indies already have a disciplined day, right? Like we can agree on that. They they know what they're doing, they know what they need to do. A lot of them are already full-timers anyhow. So they have their routine set, regardless of if they have multiple, you know, several children or they have none, regardless of if they're married or not, like they already have their routine and they know how to work around the factors of their life. Whereas for those who may not have been in this for too long or who may have changed their routines with every single, you know, flow of the season, um, dep- you know, it may be a little bit of a struggle, you know, to figure out, okay, like, how do I get back in the chair, sit down at the desk and complete this story rather than chasing rabbits? Every time you get a new idea, you start a new manuscript, you never finish the old book, right? Um, because, yeah, it's cool to have good habits, but at the end of the day, we're indie authors and we're career writers, right? Like the goal is to finish the book, get through editing, publish, repeat. And so um, we're excited to dive in. And so Angela, I would ask, first of all, what's your routine right now? Like, you know, it's summer. It is the height of summer. It is July. It is hot. We've already gone through a couple holidays now. So what is your routine like right now? Yeah, so I think I have a really interesting routine, and some of y'all may be able to relate to this. So my life is interesting. Um, <laughs> I do <laughs> no. Ever since I got married, my routine has changed. So I've been married for about a year now, and it's been awesome. I love it. It wasn't what I expected, but I guess that's like a conversation for another time. It's been better <laughs> than expected. Woohoo! Uh, so my routine, like me and my husband get up together and then we'll have breakfast together. And then after that, we'll kind of go our separate ways. And so since we're living in a time of pandemic, then we are both home all of the time, which is absolutely fine. But we're finding that there has to be a routine in order for us to get things done. Well, especially me. And so what I usually like to do is after breakfast, I like to write for about an hour. And it really depends on the day. Sometimes I'll write for an hour. um, Or sometimes I'll just kind of like go through and look at ads and like brush those up and check in on book stats and all that fun stuff. But I'm finding that if I am going to write, then I just need to make sure I don't look at my phone. I even like I keep my phone on silent and I turn it upside down so that I don't see any notifications come in at all. I turn on my music and then um, I make sure I turn on do not disturb on my laptop and then I just write. And uh, I usually go to For the Words, which is a website where you can go. They have like different writing sprints and it's kind of gamifying writing. It's super fun. But I use that. I'll select like a, a monster to fight that might be like 800 words. I have to write 800 words in a certain amount of time. And I'll hit that timer. I'll start hit go. And then I'm able to get my words in during that time. And then I do a lot of other like freelance contract work. So that usually fills up the rest of my day. Uh, and then maybe during like the lunch hour or maybe after dinner, 
um, depending on whether it's date night or not, um, then I'll do more writing. And it really helps me to just like know that, okay, like this is my focus for the day. I usually write down my word count goal in my bullet journal. I just started bullet journaling and it's fascinating. Uh, but I'll usually make sure that I have my weekly word count goal for the week written down. And then I'll have the daily word count goal. And I try to break it up into separate writing sessions because I found that even though it's great for me to like sit down and write and get into the flow, sometimes I get burnt out if I'm writing for too too long of a time and so I'll try to break it up into like two to three writing sessions just so that I do have that time to give myself a break for you know whatever for food or to walk around or to go outside and check out the garden or just like anything else to give my brain a break so that I can come back stronger than ever and so yeah, that is my current routine. Uh, it really just helps to have something to have like, you know, I have my meals scheduled out. I have the get up times, the hangout times with family. And that's awesome. And then during the weekends, I'm finding that I actually have more time to write because the mornings will, we're, we're still pretty, we get up pretty early, early in the mornings. We have, um, we have uh, his child over the weekends. And so, I mean, kids, they just don't, they just don't sleep when they're young. So, you know, we know that she'll be up. <laughs> so we get up, uh, but we still do all the things. Like we have a relaxing morning. We eat all our meals together. It's just great. But during the downtime and the weekends, especially in the morning, I know that if I'm focused, I can get two to 3,000 words in, maybe more, just depending on how interested I am in the story that I'm writing. Uh, but that routine works out very well. And it really helps keep things stable so that it's not... Like, I just have to have that structure. Anyway, that is my current routine. Stephanie, what about you? So for me, interestingly enough, with the book that I'm writing right now, my routine has changed. Like, um, it's fluctuated as I wrote this book. And so <clears throat> I did start out with, so what I like to do is I like to like, look at it from like the long end and then kind of like break it up. So I'll think, okay, the book is about, is going to be about yay long. It'll take me about X amount of time to write. Let me write that out. So then I break it up. Okay. Well, I need to write X amount of words every week to actually reach that goal. I need to write X amount of words every day to reach that weekly goal, to reach the monthly goal. Right. And so when I first started, it's a very like pragmatic way of like approaching it. It's, you know, and I was like, okay, whatever. I know the numbers. I need to hit this goal. I'll be fine. Because I was in a season where I was writing up, I was writing at a, about 5K, um, like nonstop. And so I didn't realize that jumping into this novel, though I maintained that before, I wasn't able to maintain that as I was writing. For some reason right now, um, I learned very quickly that if I tried to push past 3K a day, at least in one session, I was tired. My wrists were burning. My head was like, I was starting to get a bit of pressure in my head. I just felt drained. And so I realized, okay, if I focus too much because I'm the kind of person, well, I have the word count. I need to hit that. Right. And so I removed that because I wasn't hitting it. Then I was getting discouraged that I wasn't hitting my word count. Even though I was still writing like two, 3,000 words, my brain wasn't seeing what I had written. My brain was seeing that, well, you didn't meet your goal for the day. And now you're further back from your goal to finish this book. And so I, you know, I would get up. Um, I start my day off with prayer. So I would get up, I would pray, I would read my Bible. 
Um, and then I would dive in, whether that was before or after, like grabbing coffee or a smoothie or something. And then I would just sit down and I would write to hit those words, like to hit that amount of words. Well, about less than halfway through, honestly, I shifted that to where I no longer write by word count right now. I write by just, um, I write by chapters and also just time. And so <clears throat> for my first draft of this manuscript, I knew that I had X amount of chapters that would make it up. When I edit, that will definitely change. But for now, I was like, okay, I have X amount of chapters to write. This is how I broke down my scenes. So every day I want to write at least one chapter. Like that's the goal, write a chapter. And then I also know that every day I wanna write for at least an hour, hour and a half two hours on a good day. You know, I want to push to two hours. If I don't hit it, that's fine. At least if I hit over an hour, I got in a good amount of writing time because I'm a very fast typer, which is why I plot. Because once I know what I'm writing, um, you know, I plot out my stories very well. I mean, even a, a skeleton outline for me is like 4,000 words, right? So, so like, I plot out my story, <laughs> um, skeleton, air quotes, and then, um, so I know what I need to write for that day. Like I know how the chapter is supposed to go vaguely anyhow. And so I sit down and I'm able to just type away. Like I type really fast. So that's a, that's a positive thing, right? And so I found myself doing that instead. I'll wake up, I'll go through my devotions and then I will sit down and I will shoot to write a full chapter. Now, some chapters have been much longer than others. And so... <clears throat> it takes me more than one writing session, sometimes more than one writing day to go through it. And I have it, and I've realized what I've been doing also for like, when I hit about 20 or so percent of the story and then like all the way through about 60 or so percent, I would only write once that day. Like I would, if I finished the chapter, I'd be done and I would move on. Or I would write for a certain amount of time, get a certain amount of words out, and then I would stop and move on and I would finish the chapter the next day. Now I see myself, now that I'm towards the end and I'm like, there's this anticipation of, I just want this book done. So like, so I found myself, not only am I pushing to finish the chapter and not only am I writing for more than one hour, actually, like I'm pushing over two hours now, but now I also have more than one writing session a day. And so I find myself writing in the morning and then at nighttime when everything is settled down before I go to bed, I write and then I'm done. And so um, that is being my routine as well. A huge mo part of that is just being motivated to be done. Like at the end of the day, my brain says, you need to finish this book in yay time. You know, like you can't. And so I do get a lot of ideas throughout it all, you know, for different stories. And it's just been annoying because as I've been writing, I'm like, oh, this character could do X, Y, and Z. I see a series for this character. And so, and like my brain just starts to like chase these rabbits and I have to like reel it all in. Like, no, you're focused on this book. You need to finish get your words out, get your time out, be done, move on to the next. When you're done with the book, then you can entertain your other, your other um, shiny objects. And so that has been my routine thus far. Now I will say, because it is summertime, it's a little bit challenging. And so here comes the seasonal aspect of developing good habits, right? It's summertime. My friends, I have a friend who's a teacher. 
she's doing absolutely jack squat all day, right? Like she's not teaching. <laughs> she's not teaching. And then I have other friends who are government officials and like at a certain point of the day, they close their laptops, they're done and they're doing absolutely nothing. And so like all day when you're bombarded with text messages of, oh, have you watched such and such on Netflix? Or like, have you seen such and such? Or I went to park such and such. And so like a part of my brain is like, well, everybody else is just chilling. So why aren't you chilling? And so <laughs> And so because I, I very much so, um, you know, off air, I was chatting with Angela and I was explaining how with my household, I have a family member who's a who's a freelancer. And then the other family member is working from home, but she's a contractor. And so we all move on our own schedules. We do whatever we want, whenever we want. And so there's been a sense of waking up later, going to sleep later, doing less work and having more fun and leisure time. And so that affects your productivity as an indie author, because this is also very much so a business, <laughs> even if we're having fun. And so if my brain tells me to just binge Merlin all day and I don't write, yeah, sure. I watched a fantasy show all day, but my book has gone nowhere. <laughs> and so um, let's talk a little bit about that. I know like our situations are different as far as like work-wise and just like the feel of leisure throughout the day. But how do you find that, you know, like how do you maintain your routine regardless of, okay, it's like holidays almost back to back and there's weekend parties and going out and having fun. How have you been balancing leisure all day, but also getting your, your words done and being close to finishing another book? Oh gosh, that's a great question. Um, and I have to say, I really like what you brought up about word count. I think that sometimes it can feel like we're a slave to the word counts. And that's the only thing that's important when sometimes it's more about making sure that you finish the scene or just that you did like three writing sessions today, even if they were only like 500 words each are in total. Um, but I think that's really important to just kind of like take the pressure off of writing. And so I think with your question, when it comes to like making sure that I keep my routine, uh, I would say that it is super helpful just to have my husband be on the same routine. Mm. And I know when I'm like, we, we have like, it's funny because his office is directly below mine, like a floor below mine. So it, it's kind of funny. I can hear the music right now. Hysterical. Um, but I know that you know, we're gonna, we're gonna get up at the same time. We have like a similar routine. And so it might be while I'm writing, he's just like gaming or whatever he's doing. Um, or he's streaming on Twitch. And so it kind of puts me in the frame of mind, like he's doing something productive, even though it might be something that's just like more fun, but you know, like he's doing something and I'm doing something and then we'll come together and we'll watch our like shows together and all of that after we're kind of done for the day. And so I think that really helps with the structure. Uh, I think it also helps to like make sure I do make time for the fun things. Like I don't always write every single night. Like we have, um, the way we set it up is that we have like two evenings where, you know, we're, we do our own separate thing after dinner. Like I usually have my writing evening and he does like whatever. Um, usually it's gaming with friends or just something with games. 
you can see a trend here, gaming. Um, but I also try to make sure during the weekends, like I have my, like after my morning writing sessions, usually I just play World of Warcraft for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And I think what the thing that makes it work is the fact that it's all about consistency. Um, the reason that I'm able to get so much done isn't because I sit down and I write 10,000 words a day because let's be real, like sometimes I struggle to write 10,000 words in an entire week. But the fact is like, it's just a very consistent writing schedule. And so instead of being bogged down with like, oh, let me write, you know, 500 words this week, that's great. Uh, it's just very focused. And I don't spend too much time writing each week. I would say on average, I probably spend maybe 10 hours a week writing. And so like that kind of puts it in perspective for me. I know that I write faster now than I did when I first started, but it really helps just to have that, you know, like every single day I'm going to sit down, I'm going to have like my writing session. And after a little while, it just turns into a habit. And then I have all of these words and all of these books. And I think that's why, you know, some people think that I publish a little fast or I have like something that's always coming out. And it is only because of that consistency. Because I tell you, if I didn't consistently write, you know, somewhere around like 10,000 words a week, then I just wouldn't have anything out. And I'm working on short stories. I'm finding with short stories, like it's so easy to just kind of like binge those in a weekend. Like, spend time just like writing them and having fun with them. But uh, I think I think the thing that helps for me is having someone else who is on my same routine. And that just really helps me um, make sure I still have the structure and I can still write. Uh, Stephanie, what about you? Yeah, no, I really love that point about consistency because I realized I didn't start making serious headway with my stories until I got serious about being consistent. Um, I would have like spurts of 10K a day and then I wouldn't write for like two weeks. And then I would have another spurt of 5K and then I wouldn't write for three days. And they would just go back and forth and back and forth. And I realized, okay, you're not advancing here because you're doing like one huge chunk, you burn out, you shut down for a while. You do it again, you burn out, you shut down for a while. And that was the cycle. And so the stories were getting nowhere. And I realized that also in doing that, I was, it's almost like when you, you know, when you burn out like that, you step away from the story. And so now when you come back, you have to refresh yourself on what's this story about? What did I feel like when I first started? And so I found that writing less, taking the pressure off how much I was writing and just focusing on girl, just sit down and write for an hour a day, <laughs> like chill with this whole 5k a day nonsense. No, 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 no. Let that go. Just chill. As long as you write every day, as long as you progress through these chapters every day, you're good. And so, and that's when I realized, oh, well, no wonder this story is so easy to write because there is that consistency. I remember <laughs> the first time I read, I didn't complete it, but I began reading On Writing by Stephen King. And he talked very much so about how he built a routine. Dude has been writing 2K a day almost every single day since he started writing for publishing, which is decades and decades ago. And which is why he's so successful because he kept his write practice every single day. I'm gonna write 2K, whether it sucks, whether it's great, whether I love it, whether I know I'm gonna toss it in the future, 
he still sat down and wrote it. And I, I had reached that point where I was consistently writing every single day. And then I realized, okay, well, like I, like a couple of days ago, I was writing a chapter and I was like, oh my gosh, I know this is hot garbage. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not keeping any of these words. I'm not going to be able to really salvage this, but I needed to go through it anyways. Number one, I learned something else about my characters, regardless of the hot garbage. Number two, it kept the words flowing. It kept the feel of the story flowing. And so even though that part wasn't so great, I was like, okay, well, let me just move on because I know where I'm going to next. And I was able to continue doing so. And so that has really helped. And I will say one thing that keeps me um, as going as well is Oftentimes, writers avoid sitting down and doing the work every day just because of the fear of the blank page. And so I eradicated that for myself by starting the next chapter or starting the next scene and then just breaking off. Like I end my writing day in the middle of a scene or having started the next chapter so that that way when I sit down again, I'm like, Oh, right. Let me just continue. And I'm able to literally just dive in rather than having to sit down and be like, okay, this is supposed to happen, but how do I want it to start? What do they say? How do I, oh my gosh, I hate dialogue. <laughs> you know, and then you sit there and you're like, I hate dialogue. I hate world building. I hate character development, which is not true. It's just that your brain is like frustrated that you have to do something with this blank page. And so that's something that I've built into my routine and I've and I've done it now like consistently every day and I've realized oh that really gets your gears going and so that helps to establish it you know because at the end of the day I still believe that this the stat is if you do something you know consistent for 21 days now you have a new habit and so regardless of if it's summertime and everybody's frolicking about and you know like lazing about in the pool all day you know just like chilling doing absolutely nothing um even and we're not saying not have fun you know obviously you can go and do what you've got to do, but your brain, something in your brain has to connect where it's like, okay, for this section of the day, like this is my scheduled writing time. I'm going to write for X amount of time. I want to make it through this scene. I'm done. I think that when we, when you continue doing that routine, your brain itself solidifies that in your psyche and in your conscious. And so when you wake up, you automatically know, okay, I get up, I shower and make a cup of coffee, whatever your morning, what, you know, whatever your morning routine is, and then you sit down and you get writing. And I think what helps with our routines is also identifying when you do your best work. Some people are bona fide night owls. They do their best writing at like one in the morning, right? Like it's quiet, everybody's asleep, it's dark outside, they have some good music playing, maybe they have a candle on, whatever the case may be. They sit down, they flesh out so many words. Some people like myself, I'm more productive as far as storytelling in the morning. I do not write full time right now. And I'm, you know, and the other things that I do, I'm a designer. And so my brain, a lot of that energy gets poured into design. And so if I design first and then I turn to writing, my energy is sapped. I'm brain dead. I cannot write. And so I identified that very quickly. I need to write in the morning. If it hits 12 and I haven't started writing yet, it's not going to be a good writing day for me. Like I already know that, you know, I, I'm not saying like there's something about the time and when you write, I'm just saying that I know for myself, my best writing time is when I wake up fresh after a full night's rest and it's in the morning time, right after prayer, I sit at my desk, I knock out my words, I'm done. And so I think that's something else that, um, 
that actually can really help to in developing and solidifying a really good writing habit is knowing when you do your best work. Oh yeah, I think that's absolutely huge. Like I'm the same way. Like if my energy gets poured into something else first, then I know my writing session is not going to be great. And I like what you said about like knowing where you're going to write. Like you sit down at your desk. I think having a place where you like consistently like go to write really helps to get you in the right mindset. I kind of have like two places where I like to write, either at my desk or I like to sit outside on the back porch when it's not too hot. Um, but like, those are kind of like the places that I like to go to. And I think what it, what it is, is like mentally my brain associates like, okay, this place is where you go to write. And so it kind of like prepares itself when I go to sit down and write there. And that's super helpful. And the other thing I really like what you said was about the blank page, how you never start with a blank page, because it is so intimidating. I remember one summer when I was in college, uh, I was writing a short story and I just could not get past like pulling up my laptop and having a white sheet of paper. And so I turned it sky blue and I just wrote the entire book on like sky blue paper. And for me, it did the mental trick. And so definitely recommend to our listeners if there's something that helps you kind of like get past that fear of like sitting down and writing, or maybe it's just knowing that the first hundred words are just garbage. And I'm just going to like write down whatever I feel before like getting into the groove, then just know that and stick with it. I think it's really helpful to know yourself when writing. Because as a pantser, I would say that I know, I don't know where my story is going in the middle of it when I sit down to write. I usually know the beginning and the end. But I'm finding that I just need to trust myself when I write because the ideal will strike. I don't know when, but it will strike. And then all of a sudden the story will come together. It happens every single time. 15 books, it has happened. And so like now I know like it'll happen. I'll get the ideal. And I've been working on um, Realm of Rulers and sure enough, there it comes. And I'm like, all right, like, it's just like, if I don't write, I will never get the ideals. But as long as I'm writing, just like you said, like you're writing, you're discovering more about your characters, you're getting these other ideals, even if they're for other series, that that really helps. And then the final thing I want to talk about uh, before we end this episode, and this will be a question for you too, Stephanie, is that um, I'm finding what really helps me also develop consistency is having a calendar for the books that I want to finish. And I get ideals all of the time. I have tons of ideals for series. And so what I do, I keep um, the notes on my iPhone. And more recently, I've been writing them down in a journal. But all of the the titles of the books that I want to write and what they're about. And then I assign them a month of the year or two months or three months, however long that I'm going to work on them. And so for the month of June and July of 2020, I signed myself, those are the two months that I'm going to work on Realm of Rulers. Like that is when I start writing it. The month of August through September is for writing Noble, which is the final book in the Night of the Dark Fate. Like those are the writing months for it. And then I have like little short stories, like those get written on weekends, but only if I've met my writing goals for the other stories that I'm working on. And so I'm finding that assigning months to the books that I'm working on really just helps me plow through them. And I always get so excited because I have a really cool series that I'm so excited to finish and I can begin working on that very soon. And if I get ahead in my goals, I can start working on it even sooner. So 
that really helps me stay motivated. It's almost like I'm rewarding myself. And so every time I get a new idea, I just go ahead and write it down and say, okay, these are the months that I have open. This is when I can start working on it. And in the meantime, if I get any ideals, I'll just add them to the list for that story. And, you know, we'll get to it when we get to it. But, but what about you? Do you kind of have like a process for, you know, deciding when you're going to dive into new series and new stories? Yeah. So I do have the same thing. And I would also add like for, for those of you who are constantly like us getting new ideas, um, especially if you are already in book one, book two, three, four, five of a series, and you're constantly seeing how a character can veer off in the same world, but have its, have their own series or things like that, or just, you know, backstory is developing in your head for something else. I would encourage you a couple of things. Number one, you can just go ahead and Pinterest your way through it, right? So like you can put up a board on Pinterest, get your ideas. Cause I find that like sometimes when you have something fun like that and visual, it gets the idea out there. It's there. You can name the board after this, you know, whether the book title or the idea that you have, make your board, pin everything. You know, if you see the fashion, if you see the food, if you see the magic or the kind of, you know, fantasy creatures, go ahead and pin your pin through your board and be fine. Or write it down, whether it be in like a storage, a Google Drive or Dropbox or um, a Google Docs or like for people who use note apps, um, you know, whether the one that comes with your iPhone or like Evernote or something you can write down the ideas right like oh you know the name of the character what you see in your head just get it down somewhere that you can find it again so that you can go back to focusing on what you are presently working on for me i do the same thing um as angela so i get tons of ideas and it, it's to the point where I have, I can have ideas that could last a decade. Like that's how, like, that's how ridiculous it is. That's how many characters pop into my head. And I'm not talking about, oh, just a name shows up. I'm talking about full on backstory, side characters, journeys, plots, everything pops into my brain, right? Like I see it all. I just can't write fast enough <laughs> to get them all down on paper. And so for me, I do the same thing. I jot them all down. The first thing I do before I even put them in a calendar, um, Google Drive is my best friend. And so I have, um, I'm very, very organized with my storage and my filing. And so I have one huge folder for all of my, you know, all of my stories and all of my different books and worlds and things like that, like ideas that I have. And what I do is I will name a folder after different series. So in this folder, that's just books. Um, I have a folder for the Seraphim Resistance. I have a folder, you know, for other, for other stories. Ha ha. Won't say the names yet. And, and when you click into those folders, there are other folders for the different books that I have ideas for, et cetera. And then in those, I'll have like a document with quick ideas on like what I think I want each story to be about, what like popped into my head and things like that. And so once they're all down, you know, written down, like I have some folders where I probably won't touch those for a couple of years, but that idea is still there. And I know that I'm going to write it eventually because Every time I look at the folder, I'm like, I want to write it, but I can't right now. So <laughs> it's just sitting there. But at least I have all of those ideas down. Sometimes I'll even like come across a picture on Pinterest that I see that relates to it. I'll go ahead and download, save that, 
upload it into that folder, drop it in the right, you know, the right area with the story idea and I'll move on. And so for me, when I have um, prevalent ideas, like I have a few stories that I know, okay, I want these to come out this year. I do the same. And I use, um, I use a project management system. Again, I also do design and stuff like that. So I use that for it as well. But I have a board in my project management system that is for my writing calendar. It's actually literally just called like writing schedule um, for 2020, right? And for other years, it it, it spans a couple of years right now. But <laughs> so I have a write, I have a board in there and then I can put lists in there. And so every card in that list um, is a book that I plan to write. And so that's what I do. I go in there and I'm like, okay, I think this story will span about X amount of words. Um, and to write X amount of words, I need X amount of time. And so I'll go in there and I'll be like, okay, you know, August through October, I'm writing this book. It's going to be X amount of words. So I literally have the book. What I do is I have the book title, then I have, and then I put a slash and then I have how many words. Um, sorry, I put the month, a slash, the book title, and then a slash, and then I have how many words it'll be. So then I know vaguely um, on an overview when I look at that list, oh, okay, I'm going to be writing this book in this month. It's going to be X amount of words, so it'll take me X amount of time. Um, so that's how I go ahead and do it, and that's how I track it all because, again, lots of stories in my head, and they're all different series, you know? And so that's another thing, too, is that it's not like I'm going, oh, okay, book one, book two, book three, book four. It's like, oh, book one of this series, book two of this one. And so because of that, it really helps to have them all in that list so I know exactly, okay, this is the book in this series, and then this next month I'll be writing this series. And that helps me because if I'm doing different series and different stories, I don't get burnt out from writing because my brain feels like it's working on a new project. So it's still having fun instead of working on the same thing for like 50 billion years and getting burnt out over it. So <laughs> um, I very much so like to write different stories that are wildly different from what I was writing before. That way I'm always having fun with the writing and keeping up with what I'm doing. So that's how I track it. I use Pinterest um, just to keep me visually motivated and finding ideas. Then I use like a store, an online storage person, just because I'm a very much so a digital person. If you're not, Hey, notebook and paper is still King, right? So, um, notebook and pen. Wow. Notebook and paper, same thing. Um, so <laughs> that's still King, write your, you know, write your ideas down, bullet journalers out there. Um, this is for you. And then, <laughs> and then also I use a project management system just to kind of like schedule out, through a very annual perspective, what I plan to write in each month. So I, I'm always writing and it's always something different. So I'm always having fun. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I think that's super smart, especially for indies that want to level up their production and maybe write more. Uh, I think really having those goals and deadlines is super helpful for encouraging you to really just kind of take your your writing to the next level. And even if you're still writing like the, the same book over like a long period of time, that's totally fine too. It just is more helpful because you have all of this content to dig into and you know we rewrite epic fantasy so those can be just 
crazy and just long and spiraling. And so I know my longer books are going to take me longer, but still I like having that calendar to reference and know like, okay, it's time to start. <laughs> but yeah, so those are our tips for helping you develop consistency with your writing schedule during the summer or, you know, whenever life is a little chaotic and you need to come back to finding that routine and making sure you get your words in. So that's it for us. We will see you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Indie Author Lifestyle Show. The journey to becoming a full-time author on your own terms is easier than you think. Plus, our community is one of a kind. With workshops, writing, and marketing resources, and much more, we're here to help you live your best indie author life. Ready to dive in? Visit IndieAuthorLifestyle.com forward slash inner circle for more details. Let's chat again in the next episode.